1: If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com.
0: NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210, XM87. It is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. All you guys out there are gearing up for the stretch run for your fantasy playoffs, as well as a little turkey dinner, which we're going to get into turkey dinner today. But as always, I'm joined by NFL.com fantasy editor. Ed- Edister. Hey, you're the fantasy editor. Do you realize that?
2: (laughs) Are you just making up words here today,
0: Harrison? Michael Fabiano. How's it going, man?
2: It's going well. I'm actually looking forward to uh, a little turkey, a little stuffing, a little Thanksgiving Day football with my Cowboys, who are now suddenly back in the NFC mix. They're your Cowboys also. And what could be the best fantasy game of the year between the Lions and the Packers. How about our new podcast studio? This thing is sick. And you know what? We've got a very special guest with us this week, the great Dave Damashek, who brought in some stinky chicken. (laughs) Our our podcast studio smelled like new car. It's got that new car smell, the new podcast studio smell. And he rankered it up with some stinky chicken, Damashek. We're glad to have you on the show, though, pal.
1: How are you, fellas? Listen, first of all, I'm not going to be berated in this center. This is no way to welcome a guest into your place. And lighten up. It's some grilled chicken. I'm trying to keep it nice and healthy. At least, you know what's worse is when you go to work and the day before Thanksgiving, they say, like, we should have, like, a a a work Thanksgiving. And then they serve turkey and stuffing, and then you have you – know, Why do they do that when you're going to
2: eat that tomorrow? I I agree. Totally. It should be
1: anything but that. Shouldn't it be be pizza pies or hamburgers? Anything but turkey. But that's what they do. But what Fabiano there just touched on, I'm over the moon. Everybody talks about what they're thankful for around this time. And I'll tell you what I'm thankful for is this trio of ball games we have tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What a lineup it is. Fabiano, you say the great uh, fantasy matchup. Um, I don't know if it's number one on the list this week, but it is a, It is definitely going to be a great one. I say this. Hear me now. I've been saying it for three weeks. This team's going undefeated, the Packers. 19-0. They're going to take care of business. It's wow. nice. I'm happy for Lions fans that they're relevant and they finally have a, a good game to watch on Turkey Day. But the Packers are going to go in there and take care of business. 38-21. to I say play all your Packers. And I'm not as uh, confident in your in, – uh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Kevin Smith, are, you, re- are, you, are no. you
2: all over Kevin Smith Listen, right now? Ha- have we learned one thing, guys, this season about people you pick up off the waiver wire after a hot performance? Denarius Moore, Damian Williams, the list goes on and on, John Skelton. You can't trust these guys. I actually wasn't able to pick up Kevin Smith in any of my leagues. Unfortunately, my waiver wire per- priority was not good in any of them. But do I th- – he had 201 yards and three touchdowns. How is he going to repeat that performance? It's not going to happen. And remember, the Packers' run defense a whole heck of a lot better than what he faced last week. Because that defense is terrible against the run.
0: Well, I think we should say something here. that Dave is on NFL Fantasy Live on NFL Network mm-hmm. with us uh, during the week. And so you being with us in the podcast, studio, we're used to you. We're used to that whiny, nasal... Voice of yours.
2: Excuse
1: me.
0: And, what? Uh, when I, you know, I thought we. I just announced that yeah. this is no way to treat a guest. And I'll tell you the the food thing. I mean, on Sundays, I have to stand next to him on the field when we do our bowl predictions. His stomach growls so loud sometimes. <laughs> my mic has picked it up. My <laughs> mic has picked up yours. Is that even after growing. you
2: eat that like potato egg sriracha combination in that cup?
1: To let you in behind to pull back the curtain for everyone who uh, wonders what happens at the NFL Network. The good of it is that you really do what's best when the fantasy show ends on Sunday mornings right at 10 a.m. here on the West Coast. The ball kicks off, and then we go into the green room, and you sit there and you kibitz with the likes of Michael Irvin and, uh, and Warren Sapp, and you watch football games with them and say, hey, how does this team compare with the 93 Cowboys? And Michael Irvin will tell some great stories, some of which are appropriate for air, some of which are not. <laughs> not. Mm-hmm. And uh, either way, that's the good stuff. And they also, even better for someone who loves food as much as I do, <laughs> they put out a spread of food at the crack of dawn, you know, because uh, the the, uh, the main show, Game Day, starts. Eisen and Company get going 6 a.m. out here on the West Coast. Fabiano, you see him 15 minutes into that show every week. They put out a delicious spread of bacon mm-hmm. and sausage links and hash browns and cheesy eggs. I, I put them all in a cup. I mix them all together in a cup. Spray it down with some sriracha sauce, the spice from the Orient, and it and, and I and I depart to cloud nine. And it's just <laughs> heavenly. I eat that in the morning, but then hour later, stomach growling.
0: You yeah. know
2: you know what people are not on cloud nine. Those people who own Adrian Peterson. Good transition. And back Fred to Jackson. I tried. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, high ankle sprain typically takes two to four weeks. Hopefully it's on the low end because I have them in two leagues. And the drop-off from Peterson to Toby Gerhardt is huge. It's, it's huge. not like Darren McFadden to Michael Bush or Arian Foster to Ben Tate. It's enormous. Uh, and Gerhardt's got a terrible matchup this week against the Falcons. They've given up the third fewest fancy points to running backs. But the news today that broke is that Fred Jackson is out for Week 12. And the Buffalo Bills official website is saying that he is out indefinitely. So C.J. Spiller, who was a first-round pick, what? two years ago yep. is suddenly thrust back into the fantasy spotlight. And I want to get your opinion on this, guys. C.J. Spiller, Toby Gerhardt, if you've got one guy to pick up off the waiver wire for the rest of the season, who is it? Great
1: question. I would go with C.J. Spiller. I like the pedigree. Toby Gerhardt dropped in the draft a little bit because his skill set didn't exactly translate to the NFL, but... I don't think the Bills, I think they're starting to come back. Obviously, they're coming back down to earth. I don't think by the end of it they're going to be in the playoff mix, but they're better than the Vikings are. They're going to be trailing in most games, and and Gerhardt will be rendered irrelevant by the second half in a lot of games the Vikings play from here on out. I go with C.J. Spiller in a in a, a, in a more dynamic offense. I don't think that at least Ryan Fitzpatrick and company are completely done for, at least in terms of productivity. C.J. Spiller, I, I, I definitely would take him. I, that's a nice addition to make right now.
0: I would have to agree. I would take C.J. Spiller for a couple reasons. In 130 career touches, uh, you know, Toby Gerhardt has scored one touchdown. Yeah. You know, and I've seen him used in short yardage. Mm-hmm. But if you scored one touchdown in two years, you're not being used on goal line much or you don't have much of a, of a nose for the end zone. So he's not going to get you the touchdowns. Well, if he's not going to get you the touchdowns, he's certainly not going to get you the 100 yards rushing, and that's what you need if you've got a guy that doesn't score you touchdowns. Yep. Uh, as far as C.J. Spiller, to Sheck's point, the Bills are behind, and they're playing catch-up. They're going to have to throw the football. C.J. Spiller is a completely different body type than Toby Gerhardt. C.J. Spiller is a 197-pound back. You can go ahead and flank him out wide, throw him a couple passes, and somewhat like Dexter McCluster, although McCluster has been a little bit of a disappointment, C.J. Spiller can hit the home run for you. So even if he's had a terrible game and then all of a sudden he busts out a 65 yard run, you're fine. Toby Gerhardt is not going to be busting out a 65 yard run. Great point.
1: Great point that I think that these, you know, you can just say in a vacuum, a bad team, you don't want their running back because they're not going to do anything in the second half. But of course, if you cut the figure of somebody who catches those dump off passes, and that's, you know, we saw that a couple of weeks ago with Hulu in D.C., that. A team's trying to play catch-up, yet the QB ends up checking down all the time in the second half. And especially in a PPR league, a spiller could really take off. Yeah, I mean, and let's stick nice with the add. running
2: back theme, too. We've got more news on running backs. In Cleveland, Pat Shermer said that if Montero Hardesty is active this week and he's been out several weeks with a calf injury, he starts over Chris Obaniah, despite the fact that Obaniah's been so good uh, over the last two weeks. The other running back situation to look out for is in Indianapolis. And you're going to probably laugh at me at first because the Colts, they stink out loud this year. But Joseph Adai could be back this week. I know he's no great shakes, but they're playing the Panthers. They've given up more fantasy points to running backs than any team in the National Football League. And with so many fantasy owners now looking for players to pick up, Adrian Peterson's out, right? There's so many running backs this year. People haven't had Peyton Hillis all season long. You're always looking for that next running back to pick up off the waiver wire, especially at this time of the year. If Adai practices Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I think he is set to start. And you guys can correct me if you think I'm wrong or insane or both, but I think Adai's a flex start this week if he's
0: the starter against the Panthers who can't stop anybody. I, I agree with that. Let's, let's take one at a time. And, and, check. tell me what's wrong with this picture for Shermer. Okay, you've already got an offensively challenged football team. We know that. You're not going to win with Colt McCoy throwing the ball 60 times. They tried that against Tennessee and lost at home. Montario Hardesty has 75 career rushes in a 3.3-yard average. Obaniah has 81 career rushes, about the same body of work that you always love to say body of work, how much have we seen. He's averaging 4.2, so almost a yard more per carry in his career. He's coming off of a 100-yard game and a touchdown against Jacksonville, who doesn't have a bad front seven, and yet you're going to come out and say that You're going to start a guy that hasn't even been practicing hardly?
1: Well, I do think that you have to put the asterisk next to Hardesty's career numbers because, again, sample size is small, and the vast majority of those carries came in one game in that abysmal, abysmal 6-3 game against the legitimate Seahawks defense, as much as talk about punchline teams. The Seahawks get made fun of, but their defense is is not half bad, and it's and the Browns' offense isn't dynamic with Colt McCoy in there and and a cadre of yeah. uh, of XFL worthy wide receivers. So, um, I I, I it, circumstantially um, I know that uh, banyaya had a one good game last week, but I I. Either way, but the bottom line is this. How about this? You're trying to have me choose between these two guys. I say neither one. I don't want either one of these guys <laughs> so on the Browns. I, but I do hear what Fabiano's saying. I think a, a die is a good play. This is the game where the Colts finally get off the schneid. They're not going to 0 for, This is the game for them to so win. So you think
0: they win.
2: Wow.
0: And I like a die. And I want to ask you guys on a completely non-fantasy point. If the Rams play the Colts in Indy right now, who wins? Oh.
2: Boy, that's, that's tough, man. I'd say the Rams, but I mean that their offensive line is shot. Their defense is, is really inconsistent. That's um, that's that's the ugly bowl. That's the uh, and you know what's funny. The Rams were the chic – Is that what you say, Sheik? Chic, chic pick yes. to win the NFC West, and not Colts, by Dave
1: Damashek. Dave Damashek told you before the season one and six start for that team, and that's exactly how they started off. They were zero and six. What they should do is you call it the ugly bowl. Here's a, a little something I've proposed. I love Kamish Dell's NFL. I've made no secret about that. I, I, it's my favorite sport, as it is all of ours. But it could be a little bit better, and they need to change that cockamamie in possession on the way to the ground rule. We saw Jermaine Gresham get bitten by that uh, nonsensical rule. Here's another one. Let's have the two worst teams play at, in between, instead of the Pro Bowl. No one, we don't need that. That doesn't hold our interest. <laughs> Instead, we do something called the Garbage Bowl, or we could have the the Loser Bowl, you know, and have it sponsored by a weight loss company like Jenny Craig or something, the (laughs) Jenny Craig Loser Bowl. And the two worst teams play, and the winner gets the first overall pick the following season. Who wouldn't watch that game? We play it out on some JV, some junior high JV field Get some, you know, get some stinking band out there to play. And for. And that's
0: just what Jenny Craig's people want—is to be affiliated with the loser <laughs> Losable, bowl. Yeah. I know. Sorry, do so we'll call what? it the Terrible Bowl. I actually think it's a good whatever. idea,
2: but it sounds like something Vince McMahon would do for the XFL. Well,
0: <laughs> it's know, a good idea. Yeah, it
2: is a good idea. St-
0: sticking with the point, I-, I agree with you on a die as a flex option mm-hmm. of those teams, Rams and Colts. Who has any fantasy value right now? Stephen Jackson. Well, Brandon
2: Lloyd's been very good. He's not putting up the big yardage totals, but he scores a touchdown seemingly every single he game. He targets. And a really good matchup this week against Arizona. So Lloyd, yeah, Jackson, I mean, clearly Jackson's a two, although he's coming off of uh, a pretty poor game last week. Um, not a lot of fantasy value there, and that's a surprise to me because Josh McDaniel's insertion into that offense, we all thought, or maybe I'm speaking to my, for myself, I thought... Bradford had some some rising value. That Jackson was going to be pretty good. Um, that there would have been a sleeper wide receiver to emerge from St. Louis, which really it never did once Amendola went down with that elbow injury. But now they have Lloyd. It's proving, and this season has proved it beyond a shadow of a doubt how unpredictable the NFL. Well, is when can we
0: be. when we did videos in the off season and, and your your breakout guys at quarterback were Matt Stafford and Sam Bradford. Brad, I don't think- S- Bradford
2: was my sleeper, and yeah, Stafford was my breakout guy. I,
0: there's no way anyone could imagine that Stafford. I don't think was going to be this good, and I don't think anyone could have imagined that Bradford and the Rams would be this bad.
2: Right. I, I love Stafford. I mean, he was he was my Arian Foster this year. He was the guy who I thought you could draft middle of the you know middle of your draft, who will put up first or second round numbers, and he's been outside of maybe one or two bad games.
1: Well, and he also you know and, and and that seemed like a a sage pick because first of all the division he's in you figure Mm -hmm. that that, those are six games that he should be able to put up some decent numbers I did think the Niners were going to win the division I did uh, predict that that was going to be the case I didn't expect them to be this good though but anyway yes Bradford last year didn't exactly have a bunch of world beaters to throw the ball to so that the the fact that there weren't they add Mike Sims Walker in the offseason it's inexplicable I'll tell you who hasn't gotten enough grief, though, to bring it back full circle to the game we were talking about, Rams. uh, The the Colts, who they actually host this week, are those Panthers. D'Angelo Williams is – it's remarkable what a bust he is, given the amount of money they devoted to him. And while everybody's caught up in Cam Newton and, hey, these Panthers are going to be great – Look at how much loot they threw at D'Angelo Williams and what an abject bust of a move that was. That's one of the more underrated busts of the entire season. As
2: big of a bust as he's been, though, look at his schedule the next two games. I just
1: picked him up. I I just picked him up for exactly that reason. You
2: have got to like him because this week they're playing against the Indianapolis Colts, who can't stop the run to save their lives. Next week, at Tampa... Uh, Tampa's given up more fantasy points to the running backs in the last three weeks than the Niners have given up all year. I mean, they've been terrible, and that doesn't count B.J. Rodgers' rushing touchdown last week. So if D'Angelo Williams somehow got dropped in your league, and I know my sister's going to be upset at this because we play in a league together with our friends and family back in Connecticut, and she dropped him yesterday, and I'm trying to pick him up, I'd grab him and play I, I him for the next know, two weeks as a flex starter. Absolutely.
1: I, I, as bad as he's been... He's going to have – he does it every year, and he already had one of those. He's going to have a huge game for you yep. at some point oh, before it's all done. Like you say, the schedule is I completely
0: uh, agree with you. It's favorable.
2: I completely agree with
0: all you. All right, we're going to get to starts and sits. We're going to talk a little bit of Thanksgiving Day theme. and I. Yes, that? the question that we want all of our oh, callers right. to answer when they
2: call in, the best Thanksgiving Day side dish. That, that's a tough and one. And it's not potatoes and sriracha.
1: Let me tell you sure. something. I, I know what the answer is. I'm not going to spoil it, but this is this okay. is a good one. We'll coming up this after the break,
0: one. we'll get Sheck's answer. We'll get into starts and sits. We'll probably start with some quarterbacks first. What yeah, do you think? quarterbacks. Let's do it, man. We've got a couple of our news items to get to. NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius Two Hundred and Ten XM Eighty Seven. We'll be back in a second. One back, Arian Foster. Second and eight at the Tennessee ten. Matt to throw. Looking fires over the
1: middle. Hits Gleason. Gets across the goal line. Touchdown, Houston. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio.
0: NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210, XM 87. That's Megadeth. Just so you I know. Love Megadeth. Just so you know. And yeah. not a Megadeth guy.
1: <clears throat> no, I'm not. You guys have collectively, and Jason Smith, Here when he go. sits in with you guys, and then Adam Rank, all the people on the NFL Fantasy Live show, whether it's on in audio form or or on uh, online or on TV, you guys have collectively abysmal taste in Stop music. Stop it! Thank goodness for me and Matt Money Smith to help bring some
2: sense. Well, to What this are you thing. listening to?
1: Not to '80s hair bands. I'm <laughs> listening to Not White Lion. That's
0: for <laughs> <short>. sure. <laughs> you're looking at listen to England Dan and John Ford Coley. Oh man! Hey, cut, we played a Matt Schaub highlight there. Matt Shaw yeah. put on IR. Killing a few people's fancy teams, killing the Texans' hopes uh, as a number one seed in the no, AFC. untrue. I you, disagree. You don't, disagree? Don't, don't state that
1: as though it's fact. Everybody likes to do that. Oh, well, uh, uh, Matt Schaub's out and Matt Leinert's only go. Oh, oh, oh. Is that what Listen, I sound like? <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. I'm reading between the lines. That's, that. That, that's what you're, the way you're intoning your voice, at least yeah. to me. Listen, Matt Leinert, I understand that Cam Newton and Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger, over the last eight years or so, there have been plenty of guys that in their rookie season play well. And now that's sort of turned into an expectation that every quarterback must deliver immediately or else they're rubbish. I say fat to that. Listen, there are plenty of guys that take a couple of years to develop. And how do we know Matt Leiner, who won a Heisman Trophy and obviously was surrounded by a lot of talent when he was at USC, but the idea that he's an abject bust in uh, you know in the same order as JaMarcus Russell is a little bit uh, is a little bit premature as far as I'm concerned especially on that team de- great defense they pound the ball good offensive line and I've said this many times before all the things you want to talk about receiving core offensive coordinator the number one determina- uh, de- determination of what, whether or not a quarterback thrives in the NFL is the offensive line in front of him. Here, if they keep him upright, and Matt Leinart is going to be kept upright, and he's going to have Andre Johnson to throw right. the
2: ball to, how bad could it be? They're yeah. going to get the number 2 seed at worst. Here's where I agree with Dave. If we're talking reality, this is going to be the best situation Matt Leinart's ever been put in to succeed. Okay, They have maybe the best duo of running backs in the league right now in Arian Foster and Ben Tate. He doesn't have to have the game on his shoulders. When he was in Arizona, they were throwing the ball all over the place. Just tons of opportunities for Matt Liner to be Matt Liner and throw picks and, you know, just be Matt Liner. But, but by the way, overs, I, I hear what you're saying. Let me just
1: say, he barely was on the field. I mean, talk about sample he had 17
2: size. 17 NFL starts. He threw 13 touchdowns and had 17 picks. That's not enough in my book. Well,
0: as I'm I'm always having to remind you, Fabs, in our show meetings, that this is a fantasy show. Oh, that's nice. Did you see how the
2: tables were turned there? But in fantasy, which I was going to get to, I'm not picking him up, man, because I don't think he's going to have enough opportunities to be consistently good.
0: All right, well, let me me address both of you here. First of all, Matt Leinert's slow delivery system and his Trent Edwards-esque Uh, pinchant for checking the ball down, which is what got him shipped out of Arizona partially. He had this astronomical rating because he was throwing nine-yard outs and five-yard ins. I don't think that that's going to serve him well in the long term, fantasy-wise or in reality. I agree with you. Houston has a great defense, great running game, but I'm talking about the top seed in the AFC. Not winning the AFC South, I thought they had a legitimate shot to have home field in the AFC because it's a I mean, it's a grab bag right now in that conference.
1: Best team in the conference. I said that for, for a couple of weeks in a row. Best team in the conference before Schaub goes down. I still think they get the two-seed. Lousy division, and uh, look at what they have coming up. they in a lousy division. Look where they stand right now. The AFC North is going to canc- cancel each other out largely. The Patriots very well may go undefeated and get the the rest of the way and get the number one seed. But I, don't, I, I think the Texans continue to win. And from a fantasy perspective – Yes, if you have Matthew Stafford on up, then, of course, you don't want Matt liner But if you're dealing in that 10, 11, 12 range, Matt Leinert is not a bad ad because, again, like I say, the number one reason for that is Andre Johnson is coming back. Who would you rather have, Okay, Matt right. Schaub but- throwing to Jacoby Jones or Matt liner throwing to right. no, Andre Johnson? Agreed,
2: but the schedule's also not favorable for they played for Leonard. They played Jacksonville this week, yep. which... They're not bad defensively. They're they're a little bit underrated. Uh, Then they go and play the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, that's that's a good matchup. They can stop the run. They're not great against against the the pass. Then they're in Cincinnati. Really good defense. Uh, The following week, as I look at my schedule here, they're playing against Carolina. That's a good matchup. Terrible team. Week 16, fantasy championship week. Houston goes up against, if I can find them here on the schedule. Uh, Let's see. Where are they at? Oh, I'm sorry. They have a on Thursday. Just no, kidding. they're playing the Colts. Well, well so maybe Leonard helps you in Week 16. There you
1: go. And by the way, it, it's a it's a a spot start. I don't think Matt Leonard is going to guide your fantasy right. team to a championship. Although I do, like I say, think he will guide the Texans to the number two seed in the in the uh, AFC. But uh, you know, week to week starter, yes. Is, like, is, you got, is Andre if
2: Johnson a top five fantasy receiver the rest of the season, guys? Does he score? Yes. within the top five at wide receiver.
0: In I, terms of points, I think he can because his ability to catch the ball in coverage. You can throw it to Andre Johnson covered. So I, I, I don't have a problem with him there. But I like how you go, there you go, when he sitting there playing the Colts. Like, you knew that all along. I like, didn't know the, like, the Colts. I'm point. basing it on the
1: rest of the way. The Bengals are the only team on that list that I just heard. that, that <laughs> Jacksonville's not bad. They're
0: not bad. They're fine. Okay, so I mean, so they held the week. Ravens down to next to nothing, but that team is just so inconsistent. All right, so we help our listeners out this week. If I say 13 fantasy points, Matt Liner, we go on higher or lower? Higher.
1: Absolutely. If you just higher lost Jay Cutler and or Matt Schaub, Matt Liner is not a bad ad for you if you have Mark I Sanchez as your starter. Still, I still,
2: I would say 13 is the high-water mark. Okay. Well, I, 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 really I think, think it's so. 12
0: to 13 is, is where he hits against Jacksonville's defense, yeah. and it's his first uh, week. As a starter, Dave. Yeah, we have not seen this This is, a guy.
1: This is I, I. feel like we're right on that. We're we're at the at the uh, very edge of being relevant here because practically, how many fantasy owners are going to start Matt Liner? But that being said, like I the names, the circumstantial uh, names I just threw out: Cutler, Shabb. Uh, Sanchez, if you're rolling with one of those guys, you're going to be better off having Matt Leinard in there. Oh, no, and, no, I th- and we haven't seen him in two years. The idea that he, he checks down, he's checked down Charlie, that's two years ago in a completely different offense. It, it, because he didn't thrive right out of the gate doesn't mean that he is a bust yet. Let's hey guys, give him a chance with a good team.
2: I, I, I want to give you some... F- now, we're going to play a little trivia. Look the other way. Cause I don't want you to see my computer screen. All right. All right. Uh, this wide receiver over the last Calvin games, Muhammad. fantasy points, 14.9 fantasy points, 4.6 fantasy points. I got it. I know who it is. 2.2 fantasy points. Wes Welker. It's Wes Welker. Are we worried about Wes Welker? Have defenses around the National Football League and coordinators put the focus on stopping Wes Welker to the point where now we have to worry about playing him in fantasy leagues week in and week out? I don't think so. This week, Namdi Asamoah.
0: Is he all over Welker like White on Rice? No, because the Eagles play a lot of zone, which was one of the problems that Namdi had. He was used to just covering his man in Oakland. Uh, I think part of what's going on with New England is, hey, if you've got Rob Gronkowski getting wide open for you and then breaking tackles, why throw it to Welker? I mean, you throw to the open man. If you watch the Patriots, you watch that game against Kansas City, even if you watch their running plays, you get the feel for their offense. Tom Brady comes to the line. He sees what the alignment is, and then he calls the best play to fit that. He's not worried about who gets the ball here, when, everywhere. Rob Gronkowski's wide open. Aaron Hernandez is wide open. They get near the goal line. Dion Branch is wide open. And I think Wes Welker is just becoming a little bit of a casualty. It's ebbs and flows. Early, but what what changed over the last four weeks? Well, first he played the Jets. I mean, I mean the
2: Jets. Uh-
1: I'll, I'll I, oh, go ahead I, well I I think actually it's another thing we always hear the rhetoric about uh, the NFL being a copycat league the Steelers gave the template most recently for how to slow him down and they were copycatting what the Jets did in the playoffs last year which namely is to get physical with Wes Welker at the line or 5 yards in and that's what they do with him and they take him away and like uh, and like EH just said there this offense is all about Gronkowski and Hernandez now. Impossible guys to match up against. You have to devote because they because the Patriots love to throw Welker and Branch and another receiver out there. You ha- you're you covering them with a safety. It's just a bad matchup for whoever's out there trying to slow them down. That's what this offense is about now. And yes, to, uh, to answer your question, you do have to have a pretty deep receiving core to bench Wes Welker, but I don't think that Wes Welker continues to be a, a legit number one type uh, receiver in terms of fantasy
0: production. Keep in mind, passing numbers as a whole have come down, too. But I, I, I still think Welker's a solid play. We need a break. Okay. But we're going to get into some of your starts and sits. Some calls. I want to hear some of Dave's theories on whether dressing is overrated or it's the real deal. And uh, our callers. I like to
1: wear clothes. <laughs> oh, you mean salad yeah, dressing. I,
0: our, our turkey dressing. Our, our callers need to chime in on this. Yeah, let's do it. Much like Star Wars. But uh, NFL Fantasy Live, we're on every Wednesday, 12 to 2. And right now, it's your fantasy... Fix. Go. That is a uh, little guitars. I recognize it immediately off of yeah. the Diver Down album. My brother bought it for me yeah. in 1983. That is a classic Van Allen album. As I as love
2: it, great as great as Peanuts was and is. Charlie Brown had some psychological issues didn't he man he always tried to kick the football and lucy would pick it up so he had the mental thing there he was always looking for people to send him cards he would never get it he never got a valentine he didn't want to yeah he had the bad tree on christmas charlie brown he was like
1: an abused wife (laughs) he was willing to put up with it but the question is find charlie brown why was anyone friends with lucy exactly what did she she do to earn her keep she never did anything. She was She was downright mean-spirited to poor Chaz Brown. But everybody, <laughs> making Brown. fun of Linus all the time, hey, beat it, you wet blanket. You're just, all you are is mean. Well, i do not want to hang out with you anymore. That's what I would say to Lucy.
0: My only theory of yours that's better than that one I just heard is your one about, uh, <laughs> I can't even get it, about uh, Rocky's wife being a complete dimwit and then turning into oh, yeah. this, this complete. Well,
1: it's that whole family. There's, yeah. uh, was, well, Pauly. makes a huge transformation. If you remember in one, in Rocky... You know, he's just a bad guy. That's all, all we know him to be. He's he's physically abusive Dated. to his dim-witted sister. They live together. Yeah. He smacks her around for not cooking the turkey the way he
0: wants her or whatever <laughs> it is. That's a good Thanksgiving uh, segue. That's <laughs> right.
1: And he, uh, he smacks her around and everything. He's just a jerk. He's a drunk. And <laughs> we even see him in two. He's still a drunk. And then Rocky gives him a job. All of a sudden, he's a lovable guy. Like, hey, give him hell, Rock. Like, hey, hey yeah, that's great. You beat my wife. You know, <laughs> best How about a, he doesn't he doesn't dispatch him the to, to out, outside the city limits of Philadelphia and never Rocky to be heard from again. Check.
2: Which one? Best Rocky.
1: Well, I go one. You can't beat uh, you can't beat I, Rocky I one. But yeah. uh, you know, 3 has its uh has its pleasures of course with mm-hmm. uh with Clubber Lang. Oh, the whole press conference
0: shoot. is That's, just, the, that's yeah, you, you just, just hit the nail on hey the head. Hey woman,
1: hey woman, hey woman, hey woman. I, that is yeah. the that's the best scene there is with the the emasculation of Balboa by by Lang is complete on the steps outside as they unveil his statue. He humiliates him by offering himself to his woman. <laughs> Same way, do you remember Richard Gere and uh, and uh, Andy Garcia had that movie where Richard Gere was the neer do well cop? Yes, where he always <laughs> yes. Yep. Bad that's
0: influence? A, no, not bad influence. Uh, um, I can't remember what it's called. That's a that.
1: picture where uh, this is a move that a lot of cops in movies make which is that they have a uh, an ankle holster with a little gun hidden away just in case they need the just in case they need to plant one <laughs> on somebody else they can kill somebody they kill their partner they, and then they kill uh somebody who they want to take the fall for something and they do it with the ankle holster <laughs> then they smear the prints of the bad guy who's dead on the ground and then they walk around and then they and then they uh, cry crocodile tears when the ambulance and other cops oh this guy pulled a gun and shot him all the while he's the neer-do- well that's what but gear undresses Andy Garcia set offers to uh to teach uh, Andy Garcia's wife a few lessons between the sheets yeah yeah oh, uh,
0: I remember, but we can't. You know, emasculation in the first degree. Hey, to bring this back to fantasy, I, I'd love to see yeah. you do it. Well, <laughs> we can't. We can't get off the Mr. T, Mr. T, Rocky three press conference without mentioning this. That everyone was so gung ho about Tyler Durden's red leather jacket and Fight Club. Every guy wanted to go out and buy one for my money. The two best jackets in movie history are that rawhide jacket that Mr. T wore to that press conference with the, the feathered earrings. I remember that, yes. And then the reversible jacket Brian Dennehy wore in First Blood when he's like trying to track down Rambo. You know, he's got the sure. the, the king, well, bleep, cop, uh, what do you call him, the king? Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
1: You know what's a great about. thing to, to talk about, to at least bring it back into the arena of football and sports? Go back in movies and identify jerseys that have been worn in movies and like as a for instance a well-known one of course is uh west as you see a west chandler number 83 blue on uh on uh on macho on daniel yeah that's right
0: in karate oh, wow. kid mm-hmm. he
1: wears the number 83 when he dresses a shadow. how shower.
0: do we know it's not a john jefferson i it, think it's a john jefferson
1: it could be a jj it could be one of uh, history's more forgotten dynamite wide receivers one of my, uh, one of my favorites to live and die in l.a Bill Peterson at the top of that is wearing a white number 52 Steelers jersey. He's wearing a white Mike Webster. (laughs) Where'd you get a white Mike Webster jersey? It's a crazy, obscure (laughs) shirt to be wearing. Anyway, let's talk about fantasy football. And a quick shout-out to my main man, Dan Dratch, who I worked with, I wrote with at the Man Show a decade ago. Just got a tweet from him, I mean a text from him, saying, he's listening to us as he drives through the uh, mountains of New England. How about that, fellas?
0: That's fantastic. Speaking of New England. Really cool matchup this week. Patriots and Eagles. So much injury Mm -hmm. clouding the picture. But a lot of uh, fantasy storylines there. Starting with quarterback for the Eagles.
2: Yeah, and Michael
0: Vick still at less than 100%. A
2: couple of broken ribs. Vince Young maybe going to get another start. Fantasy-wise, we had 12, 13 points last week. He was really hurt by the three interceptions. But Vince Young is intriguing this week. The Patriots are horrible defensively. Tyler Palko... Still through for what two hundred and thirty, two hundred and forty yards against him last week. And he doesn't have the mobility. Well that's that, Tyler that Palco. If you need a quarterback and a lot of people do, Matt Castle's out. Obviously we haven't had Peyton Manning all year. We've got Matt Schaub out, you've got Jay Cutler out, Michael Vick Tim Tebow is also on the decline. I no, listed a bunch of them. No, not. Stop it! Don't get me he into the Tebow, Tebow the argument. He
1: is on the decline, you, and from fantasy perspective, you're crazy. Look his numbers up. Your Fabiano's big thing uh, is. I, I, I want to talk about the Eagles in New England, but I do. I, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Fabiano has been riding this Tebow train for six weeks now, and if you that look at his sound numbers, right. <laughs> well, listen, just he's been your mind saying out of the gutter, Harrison. I, I, t- I, 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 at the start of the season said pick him up if you have Peyton Manning because he's not going to play this season. I was scoffed at by the likes of Jason Smith and Michael Fabiano, only because Peyton Manning I knew was going to be a bust, so at least you might get something out of Tebow. If you look at his numbers over the last six weeks, they have been on a slow but steady decline. Defenses are going to figure out how to take this guy away. He cannot get the ball 30 yards downfield. That is simply unacceptable in the NFL. Averaging 15 points a game, is what he's basically doing is not acceptable. I do It's a funny thing, Fabiano, that you say I'll take fifteen for my quarterback, but of course that well, puts him outside the top
2: ten. That put by the numbers, I, he's I not in that. the top ten All quarterbacks right, so, with that with so that rate. In, in less than a half against the Chargers, seventeen. Okay, twenty-two point three against the Dolphins. Then he had the bad game, which was thirteen. And if I'm getting thirteen points in a bad game, I'm taking it. Then he had twenty-four. Almost 25 against the Raiders, 17 against Kansas City, and 17 against the Jets. And you're saying there's a downward turn here? Where is it? He scored fewer fantasy points in each of his last three games, but his floor is 17. What's wrong with 17 fantasy points? Like, if you're in a league where you're getting four points for a passing touchdown, and your quarterback gets you 17 fantasy points... I'll take that all day long. Aaron Rodgers is scoring you 20 something fantasy points, maybe close to 30 every week. And guys like Brady are putting up those numbers. But Matt Ryan, Tebow, if I get 17 fantasy
0: points or more from a quarterback.
2: Context
1: is, though, you mentioned Vince Young. If Vince Young is the starter,
0: I'll take him over. I was just about to ask you you that very question. I can't.
2: No, no. So you say Tebow, Fabs. No doubt about it. Hey, look at Tebow's playoff matchups. In weeks 15 and 16, he's playing the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty darn good, especially that game against the Patriots, who, again, have been horrible against quarterbacks. They've been horrible defensively. I'm, listen, I'm staying on the Tebow bandwagon. I had one little glimpse of doubt when they played the Jets, and Tebow had 17 fantasy points, 12 of them coming on the last drive of the contest. And I said, I will not doubt you anymore, Tebow. Tebow. I'm playing them. I actually am in a keeper league, and I had Vic and Tebow, uh, and we have contracts for these players. I traded Vic in a deal to get back
0: Ray Rice because Tebow's going to be my starter the rest of the season. Well, wow. Well, sticking with this game. The you talked to you asked me about Namdi Asomugwa versus West Welker. Mm-hmm. I don't think Namdi's going to be on West Welker. Agreed. In fact, I, I, I but probably, who would they put him on? Deon Branch? They can't put him on a tight end. I think Can honestly, they? really, I, I think Rogers Cromartie would probably end up covering. Rogers it more Cromartie's than, hurt. Well, then, if not Rogers Cromartie, then a different defensive back. They're not going to put Namdi in the slot the whole game. And that's I, I don't one of say, the more that's overrated. Right, people, is hurt.
1: People like to say that hey, this guy's like you know. Revis does tend to focus on one guy, but the idea that there's a good corner playing in a game, takes away your number one receiver. It's not necessary. Most defenses these days in the NFL, EH, do not devote a one DB to one receiver and say, go out there and take him away for the next 60 minutes. That's not the way these it's, guys are scheming.
2: But if you're, if you're the Eagles, Dave, uh, we'll put your head coach's hat on. Why would you not put Nandi... On because Welker's Wes a slot Welker. receiver,
1: and you're and, and
2: you're going gonna... to... No, I, I mean, I understand that. I mean, D- Darrell Rivas covered West Welker for a lot of the last time the Jets played the Patriots, and who else is going to beat you at
0: wide receiver, Deion Branch. Namdi's not as physical Julian, as
2: Julius. Can can, can Namdi really cover Gronkowski or well, Her, maybe Hernandez? You won't, but
0: you won't do that. In fact, I think the tight ends, the Patriots' tight ends, and for all you guys listening out there, and you're wondering, well, who's going to be the big scores? I could see Gronk having another big game. Oh, I can too. Because yeah. the Eagles' safeties are not good. They're not good, and the Eagles' linebackers are not good. And that's generally who is assigned to a linebacker. You're not going to have Namdi covering Aaron Hernandez that much. And we saw earlier in the year Aaron Hernandez beat a Dolphins corner for a touchdown uh, very early in the year. I think the Patriots' tight ends are going to be gangbusters again uh, this week. But as far as what, to your point, about assigning a corner, Nnamdi Asamoah, when he's in Oakland and he made such a name for himself, he played the right side of the field exclusively. That's what he did. His footwork was the same. Every week. He didn't line up on the left side, and he certainly never covered anybody in the slot. So I don't think we're going to see Wes Welker on Namdi. Now, you're right. Rodgers Cromartie had the ankle sprain. I yeah. forgot about that. It could be something worse. They thought it was a high ankle sprain. Whoever covers him they're going to have their hands full, and I'm sure Wes Welker, he knows his production's down. He's going to be more motivated. I still think the Patriots' tight ends are the big start. After Welker's big start to the season where he was just ridiculous, and we're talking about a standard
2: league, he is a point and a half ahead of Gronkowski in fantasy points. A point and a half. It's amazing what Gronkowski has been able to do at the tight end position this season. I mean, last year, 10 touchdowns. Would you have really thought he would have scored another 10 touchdowns this year? I can't recall
1: mm-hmm. a guy with that with his, with his uh, physical... Makeup, a guy who is that tall and that thick. I mean, I remember obviously growing up watching Harold Carmichael, who could just go get the jump ball and would do that. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, how many guys are that or are, are that thick, that heavy um, who you can still throw the jump ball to, who can still get downfield. Of course, Tom Brady is uh, is with each passing week focusing on him more and more because there's no one really on a defense that matches you up with someone him. that size. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to take away just about.
0: Well, speaking of tight ends, Sheck is going to share with us his starts and sits at the tight end position and Fabs uh, next segment, we're going to do some quarterbacks. Yeah. Starts and sits. we got to take some calls, too. And man. we're we going to take some calls. 888-963-2682 or 888-XM-Fantasy, NFL Fantasy Live. Back in a sec.
1: Keller in motion from right to left. Three receivers to the near side left. Burris out to the right. Sanchez drops back. Back right corner fade for Burris. And he's got it. Backing up in the back right corner of the end zone. It is a touchdown. Sanchez to Plexico on the fade. And the Jets make it a one-score game. Now back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio.
0: Well, hearing that Plaxico Burris highlight, it reminds me of, I made the bold prediction on NFL Fantasy Live Sunday show that no receiver would go over 20 points. So Plaxico blows me up. By catching three balls for 25 yards and three touchdowns. Oh,
2: just <laughs> That's what happens, man. That's what happens me. in the world of fantasy football sometimes. Those
1: are the three passes he caught this season, right? Yeah, exactly. He's, done, he's been an absolute
2: zero it's amazing, though, of that game. Do you know how when you watch a game and they're lining up for a field goal and they put that graphic on the bottom? Robbie Gould has not missed a field goal of less than 40 yards in his last 15 years. And it's a 35-yarder, and he pulls it, and he misses it. The same thing happens in fantasy football. So, like, last week, I had that stat on Tony Romo, who hadn't thrown for more than one touchdown pass in a game against the Redskins since 2006 on the road, and he goes for three last week. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like, Roethlisberger hadn't thrown for more than one touchdown pass against the Bengals since 08, and he didn't do it again, so sometimes... The stats blow up in your face. Well,
0: well, speaking of, we played a Sanchez highlight for a yeah. reason. He's one of your starts. Let's go through your starts uh, this week. Again, listen to me. Cut Check. it out, Shabby with this I guy. can't
2: tell people to start Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady because I'm not telling them anything. Touche. Touche. Here's the deal. You've got so many quarterbacks hurt, okay? Mark Sanchez, I, listen, I don't like him any more than you do, but the Bills have been awful lately both on offense and on defense. The last two quarterbacks to play the Bills, and one of them was Matt Moore, so it's not like this is Dan Marino, 41 fantasy points between the two of them. So if you need a quarterback this week, Sanchez is someone to consider. He is a sleeper this week. I'm not saying I start him over Phil Rivers or my boy Tebow or Eli Manning or anybody else. Start him over Matt Liner? Oh, dear, yes. Vince Young? Yes.
1: All right. Well, see now. Now Absolutely. we're getting some context
2: to Absolutely. it. Absolutely.
1: I, I, I like both of the names I just said. Over liner. Over.
2: Okay. Well, I. I. I'm not starting a guy who hasn't played since two thousand and nine against the Jaguars on the Well road sometimes it's better
1: yet. like like they say, like my uh like uh, Mo Damashek used to tell me growing up, it's better to be silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Sort of same sort of thing here. I'd rather be Matt Leinard who hasn't done anything mm. than, than be out on the field and look like Mark Sanchez has this well, season. Yeah. He
2: is the worst. But that's why he's a sleeper because the matchup is great and he has been Pretty bad, uh, at least in from, Vegas, a, from a in consistency Vegas, standpoint. In
1: Vegas, if you're sitting at the 21 table, if you've lost five straight hands, it's not the time to say, hey, I'm <laughs> going big. It's my turn to have a good one. That's what you're doing with Mark Sanchez. Here. Sanchez
2: has scored 17 or more fantasy points in three of his last five games, though. Just remember that. Uh, other quarterbacks to start this week. Matt Ryan against the Vikings. No team has allowed more fantasy points to the quarterback position. Clearly, you're starting all your Lions and all your Packers. Matthew Stafford, five touchdowns last week. I think this could be 38-31 uh, game total blowout uh, complete shootout Eli Manning against the Saints Eli was bad last week but I like him against New Orleans you would think that that's going to be a high scoring game Sheck I know you don't like Tebow but I play him over uh, against the Chargers and I also stick with Phil Rivers this is maybe the one of the greatest examples outside of Chris Johnson of how things change in fantasy from one one season to the next Phil Rivers would have never been in my him and sit him column last year because it's too obvious mm-hmm. this year not so much. It's remarkable. But I'll tell you, that offensive line for the Bolts is not very good. Banged up.
1: And Von Miller and Elvis Dumerville, that's – I mean, people talk about Tim Tebow for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. But it's been those guys that are the difference. That's why they're still winning games. The games are tight because those yep. guys are bringing some heat. So they could be in trouble. I do like Phil Rivers. Tim Tebow – if he wears number fifteen. His fifteen minutes are up, or they soon will be. They're going You've been away. Saying he's
2: that for three or four weeks Listen, in a row. And at the
1: church of Tim Tebow, call me I an know, atheist. I, I do what... not buy this nonsense. <laughs> he's
2: what four and one as a starter, and he's averaging around seventeen fantasy points a game. God bless him. I love him. He's my guy. So those are your starts. Those are my those are my quarterback are you, starts this you're, week. You're sticking with it. No, well, why wouldn't I? Uh, okay, I'm just making sure. Hey, when sure. I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, as my friend Dave Damashek likes to quote Jerry Orbeck from Dirty Dancing. That's right. That's what he Robo, Swayze at I was end. completely wrong about Romo last week, but listen, I'm talking about the numbers here. So really, when we talk fantasy football, we're never really wrong based on the stats that we're giving. It's up to the players to uh, make, those, make those matchups work out for us. Will you please not talk over the Pantera?
0: Oh, I love Pantera. Can we get oh, some regular from, music, some likable music? Pantera from you don't Dallas. Like Pantera? NFL Fantasy Live. We're going to take some calls Shocking. immediately after the I'm break. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Come back with us for some more starts and sits. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call one 800 gambler four seven, or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
2: What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you've got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn
0: more at ucsd.edu.
1: Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures.